Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are listening to Unchurched. My name is Rebecca, and I'm your host for the next half an hour or so. Yes, today on Unchurched, we've got a topic for you. Um, it's We're heading out of mercy and heading into some forgiveness. So, yeah, uh, a <laughs> lot going on. Anyway... This is a good one, and I'm really excited to share this with you. Um, I'm excited to talk about this because this is something that um, I think that the world definitely gets wrong, and I think sometimes that in the church we um, we we like forgiveness, but it becomes a, a, a I'm going to say something here that C.S. Lewis has said that I, I love, and um, I don't often quote C.S. Lewis, but I find that uh, he has a lot of good things to say, uh, and especially on this. And he says, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, and if you talk to people who, um, about forgiveness, it's really, I find it's really fascinating. So when... When I when I talk to people, uh, if I talk to somebody that um, hasn't doesn't have a really strong church upbringing, or they kind of um, are familiar with the idea, or they've been told by their preschool teacher that oh you need to forgive, um, uh, without telling what forgiveness is. Um, that is just basically just ignore the behavior that has happened is, is essentially what it what it is is it ultimately um, because people are like oh yeah I forgive that and it's like but it there gets to be a point where it's like I can't forgive that anymore and it's like ah so it's not really forgiving it's actually just ignore that behavior until it gets to a point where you can't ignore it anymore. That's what people believe, a lot of people in the world believe forgiveness is, and that's how it translates. It's just ignoring uh, something that somebody is doing. And small offenses tend to be easier to ignore than larger offenses. And so that's that's basically what... Um, uh, what a lot of people feel that it is now when you get into church um they pull up scriptures and they're like oh well forgiveness is like what jesus did for us is that he forgives our sins and um he he uh they're as far as the east is from the west he remembers them no more they've got all the scriptures for it is that god forget like how god forgives us and then how um how uh how we are um and then but if if it's us forgiving somebody else it's a completely different story so um <laughs> there's a lot there with forgiveness and i find it fascinating because it's 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 really, really interesting um, how people justify forgiveness that we do as something different than what God does, that um, our forgiveness is towards each other is not the same as what God has done for us. Um, 
And now I know that there are people that find that really uneasy territory. And I know that there are people going, but church discipline. And, oh, they're getting upset because um, they know the scriptures and they're they're upset. And so now if you've been offended and, and like C.S. Lewis says, everyone says forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. And so everybody knows at least one person who has uh, offended them horribly. And there are some offenses that seem like they are unforgivable. Um, but, uh, yeah. But we know that God, through his great grace and mercy, is able to forgive us of immeasurable deeds that we have, I mean, that we have done. And what seems like to us unforgivable sins, they are not unforgivable, is that God forgives us graciously. I mean, when we read about mercy in the Psalms, we find that his mercy is never ending, that it is gracious, that it is huge, that it is immense, that it covers a multitude of sins, that he loves us so much that he is willing to forgive us and grant us incredible mercy. And that mercy is involved with us recognizing our own problems and our own sins and our own uh, shortcomings and our own failings, and then reaching out to God and saying, help me be a better person. Help me become like you, because God is so good that we it's like well god i need mercy and i need grace and we know that in hebrews chapter 4 i think it's verse 16 um where it says um that we now that we have a confidence that where we can boldly enter the throne of where we can boldly enter the throne room to obtain um to find grace and mercy in our time of need yeah, so uh, I I know that I am paraphrasing it. I'm not quoting it directly. I, in fact, I'm going to pull it up right now because um, it's bugging me and I want to get it right. So, yeah, this is, it's a little bit live. <laughs> um, I'm not going to pause it this time and fix it. So, uh, let's see, Hebrews chapter 4. I mean, Hebrews, there's 4. Chapter 16 says, let us therefore come um, boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in our, and help uh, in our time of need. Meaning that, um, that God has, a gr his throne is grace and mercy and we can approach it because of Jesus Christ. Um, so what is involved with mercy? Well, mercy is is um, we know that grace without mercy is a license to do whatever. And we know that mercy without grace is a pardon without accountability, meaning that there's nothing to help you, is that you're just let go, but there's no help, no assistance, and no guidance. So you're basically in the exact same place that you were let go from, and you'll end up doing the exact same thing over again. And so that's mercy without grace. You cannot have mercy without forgiveness. And so 
forgiveness is a result of mercy. Um, yes. So we are um, going to talk a bit about how mercy um, and forgiveness is basically God finding things that are lost. And so we're going to hang out in Luke chapter 15 today, um, which is which is really a great chapter and is very interesting chapter because it has three parables and all of them are about uh, lost items, lost things. And so the first one in Luke chapter 15 on verse verse three is a parable of the lost sheep. And anybody who has ever sang the song, oh, and I know that there's, I can't believe you brought up that song, Reckless Love. In the chorus, it talks about um, that he goes to find the one lost sheep. He leaves 99 and goes to find the one lost sheep, which is a reference to Luke chapter 15, verse 3 through 7. That talks about, um, the parable of the lost coin, which is a woman who has lost um, a thing of value. And so she sweeps her entire house, looks every looks in every corner, like flips it over and finds the coin. And when she's found it, she gets excited. And she says, and she tells all of her friends, hey, I found it. You know, let's celebrate it. that which is lost. I have found. And then there is the third parable in this chapter, which is the parable of the lost son, or as many have are familiar with the parable of the prodigal son, which prodigal, um, I found out, we had a pastor from Kenya, or a, he goes by Bishop, from Kenya, um, come and talk, and he, he said, well, prodigal just means nothing more than really um, lost or wayward, uh, wayward son. So, uh, prodigal means lost. So the prodigal son, lost son. So here's here's a story of, um, for those that aren't familiar, is that it's a story of a, of a guy who goes to his father and says, I, you're very rich and I want my inheritance and I want it now. And the father says, okay, great. Here's your inheritance. And the guy says, yay. And he runs off with his inheritance and he squanders it and um, basically ends up destroying his life over the, the, the inheritance. And he's left his father and he, he does whatever. And then he comes back and he, to his, after, after a point, he comes to his senses. Now, and I, <laughs> um, the, the, this was pointed out to me is that this guy, he's lost all of his money. He's lost all of his friends and it's just him. And the scripture says, and he came to his senses. So basically he reasoned, he realized, he looked at the, his circumstances and he reasoned within himself that this was basically his own fault. And he's like, well, I don't deserve anything you know better anything i've i've destroyed everything and he's like and he thinks back to his father and he's like his father's got all these servants great right and he's like well i could become a servant of my father 
and um, and I'll be better off than where I am now. And so, and he's like, I'll, I'll do that. So he goes back to his father and while he's a long way off, like he turns to go see his father and return and his father sees him coming and his father like basically drops everything, runs out and gets him. And the guy's got like his, his father comes up to him and he's like, he's like, I don't deserve everything. He's got this little speech prepared. He's like, I don't deserve anything. I just, you know, I, I just want to be your servant. And the guy and the father's like, no, 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 I, you're my son. And he takes off his robe and he puts it on the guy and gives him his ring and he kills the fatted calf and he's so excited and he's like look my son he was gone but now he's returned and um this is an example of grace mercy and forgiveness and i'm feeling kind of emotional about it because i love this parable um so please forgive my um excessive uh the the i don't i've got a few things a couple things in my eyes and um something stuck in the back of my throat so paul um bear with me here um so so here's a guy who's squandered his entire inheritance he's um done all this stuff he does not deserve to be called this guy's son any longer and so here's this guy extends an incredible amount of forgiveness and mercy and grace because his son returns to him and he's ecstatic that his son has just turned from this old terrible life and um has decided that he's he's going to go and live with it you know that he wants to live under his father's roof again so forgiveness is extended um before mercy this this father has decided to forget that all these things that this guy has ever done and we see that because when he he starts to when the guy starts to speak and say all these things he's like no 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 you're my son and he extends mercy to him and he's like no you're my son you're um he's he basically says uh no he puts his robe on him and this is the grace and then he restores him to the position of being a son he says you know we're gonna forget all that you're still my son and you still putting the ring on him means that he still has the inheritance of his father that he's not without an inheritance oh my goodness so he's the mercy that this guy has shown is just incredible so the guy's gone off and he's just squandered his father's things and then he extends and his father says oh i love you and he says man i'm gonna extend you mercy like we're gonna forget about that um we're we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna forget about what you did um he's like i uh, he he's like there's a part in there you're still my son and not only that he extends him grace by saying you are as much of what I have is still yours because he puts his ring on the guy's finger. 
is an incredible example of mercy, grace, and forgiveness is that we cannot have mercy without forgiveness and um, we can't have grace without mercy. These things are intricately um, woven together. And what's truly amazing is that we can't even have that without love because the guy, the father would not have even extended this to his son if he did not have immense love for his son. I mean, I, I really don't even want to like, I really don't want to even want to go any further because it's like this parable is just encapsulates just how how precious we are to God. It encapsulates the um, immense forgiveness that God has towards us and the mercy that God extends to us and the grace. Like, we don't deserve any of that. I mean, we, <laughs> I used to sit in um, church and in the front couple of pews of church and I'd look at the people around me and I'm like, and I would sit there and go, you know, I think it's possible to be a prodigal son and just as much of a prodigal son sitting in church, being a lost, a lost, um, a lost person in church um, and not know the mercy and the grace and the forgiveness that we have through Jesus Christ. Hmm. There's also another son in in uh, in that parable, and he's not often talked about. Um, and I kind of want to talk about him a little bit because I think sometimes we there, and I run into them these people online a bit, and I and and even in church, and I think that the attitude um, with with uh, forgiveness that I that I find is that oh I'll, I'll forgive them but I won't forget what they've done goes along with what this other son in the parable because the guy has two sons and he's got the one son that says hey give me my inheritance and that's 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 the one that gets talked about a lot but there's also this other son that's like basically living as a servant in his father's house and he, um, it's like he doesn't truly understand. He's he's like I don't want. He's he doesn't want to squander his father's fortune. He's frugal. He's light on his father's pocketbook. He um, acts like a servant, and we know this because um, the other son. Um, says um, comes out because the, the elder son was in the field and he came and drew nigh to the house and he heard music and dancing. Now he doesn't go directly to the father to go ask what's going on. I mean this guy's a son right? And if you're if you want to know what's going on in the house do you you know, if you head over to your parents' house and they're having a party, are you going to like ask the, and they have like um, maids, you know, and they've got like hired help and a caterer there. Are you going to ask the caterer what's going on? 
No, you go and you ask, hey, what are you guys doing? You, you go up to your parents because you're their child. This guy doesn't do that. The elder son, he goes, he goes up to one of the servants and he's like, hey, um, what's going on here? And that this is in verse 26, 15, 26. He called one of the servants and asked what these things meant because he saw the dancing and the singing and the feasting. And the servant says, um, your brother's come. The father's killed your, the fatted calf. And because he's, your brother's come home safe and sound. And so the elder brother becomes angry and doesn't want to go in. He doesn't even want to talk to his father because here this younger guy has, his younger brother has done horrible, awful things. He took half of the inheritance and he's just and ran off with it and squandered it and hasn't done anything with, you know, and he's been out there working in the fields and being a servant and acting like a servant to his father. And and so the father knows this and goes out to the elder son and says, hey, um what's going on and and uh he's like i've served you and i've not gotten anything he's like and the father's like well if you wanted your inheritance you could have it and um he's like and the, he's like what what the and then he the father emphasizes to the elder son he says what was lost is now found the important part of this is not the inheritance, but what's been lost has been found. What was lost has been returned and has come home. And that that's the reason for celebration, not, not what you get. And it's not how much you've served. It's who you belong to. And I, and I find that um, fascinating because I, I find that in church culture, and it's not overly prevalent, but um, there is an attitude where, oh, so-and-so did this, um, or a preacher did that, and he can't ever preach again. Um, even if they show incredible remorse, and I, I know right now that there are people going, well, um, Um, the inheritance that we have with God, um, if we think that there's only limited amount with God, then we do not understand truly who God is. Because he's generous, for one. Um, if you've read the Psalms, and if you've been reading the Psalms, you realize that his mercy, his grace, and his forgiveness are generous. They're renewed every morning. That forgiveness is renewed every morning. Every morning you wake up, there's more. It's like, if you think it got depleted yesterday, nope. It's it's like the, it's it's like a, a recharging battery. Like, but that never runs out. Like, 
like you use it all day like like if you had your phone and you put a battery in it and you know how like the battery runs out and you're like oh i'm gonna die it's gonna die my phone's gonna die i mean sometimes i think we we treat like oh my gosh ah! and then the next day you wake up and it's like 100 percent without plugging it in like god um i'm well okay you have to do be plugged into god and you do have to be in his house but um and you do have to be connected with god in order for that to be renewed but if you run off with a whole bunch of battery and then go oh my gosh my battery's getting super low maybe i should return to god his mercies are right there and he's going to recharge your battery um and i think that that in church culture we for it's i think that there's like a we treat it as an economy of forgiveness that there's limited forgiveness that there's limited mercy with god and yet the bible tells us over and over and over again that there's unlimited mercy that there's unlimited grace that that god if we think something's running out that God can create more. I'm convinced that um, if God wanted to, that, that these, um, that these species that we think are extinct, he could make them again really easily. Like they could just pop into existence again without much issue. Um, It's where we, but if we treat God's economy like like God's mercy and grace as a limited economy, then we can become stingy and we can become um, uh, miserly with the grace uh, with the with the inheritance that God has given us because he's if, because if we don't realize that he's rich, in forgiveness that he's rich in mercy and that he's rich in grace and that he has like piles and heaps of these things going around why are we in turn stingy with such valuable and wonderful items i think that that's a a good thing to think about um but basically is that um uh it's i i I feel that um if if um we're going to be talking about forgiveness we have to talk about mercy and if we're going to talk about mercy we have to talk about grace and if we're going to talk about these things we are definitely going to be talking about love as well so um I think next week um, we're going to stop here because uh, and we may talk about forgiveness again. I'm not exactly sure um, in the in the in the upcoming weeks or if we're going to head over into um, God's love, because that's definitely where that this is going. And I and I see it. It's written on my paper because you cannot I have it written down. It says you cannot have mercy and grace and forgiveness without love. So, um, yeah, let's see if, so we know, yeah, so we know that, um, 
Forgiveness is a lovely idea until we have something to forgive. But if we recognize where forgiveness comes from, then we can extend it generously and we can extend it graciously um, because God extends it graciously and richly towards us. And it's immeasurable. His mercy, his grace, and his love and his forgiveness are immeasurable towards us. They, um, yeah. Uh, and we, we see that in Luke chapter 15. We see that in the Psalms, that his mercies are renewed every day, that um, he has, that his mercy is, um, extends for generations and generations for those that are, for those that love him and keep his commandments. So as, as much as we have mercy extended towards us, we do need to um, look towards God for those things as well. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here. Um, if you have any questions, you can email. Uh, you can email me at talk to me at unchurch.net. Um, uh, if I don't respond right away, it's because I usually check email once a week. You can find me on Not The Bee. You can find this podcast on Not The Bee. Um, you can also find it on the website, unchurch.net. And um, of course, we're on Spotify and um, Stitcher and um, Google and, and all those places that um, pick up the feed of the podcast. So uh, wherever you want to have the feed for that, it usually comes out every Friday on the website and then the following day before that and then sometimes it comes out the day before that on thursdays on um not the bee so if you are a member of not the bee you can hear it before everybody else hears it it's fantastic that way all right have a great rest of your week or whatever wherever this finds you or um if you're listening to these in rapid succession, then uh, see you within the next few minutes. Anyway, um, may you be blessed. May you um, seek God continually. And of course, as always, read your Bible. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.